Hello everyone and welcome to the PL Report. This is our third episode and uh, my name is Amshuman. This is Ayush and we'll talk about Premier League games as you already know it's called the Premier League Report and we'll talk about Champions League also because it's been an exciting couple of days. Uh, but today we are not starting with any of those things. We are going to start with a special guest, our first guest on the show and uh, Ayush is going to introduce him. It's Ayush's friend. Uh, go ahead Ayush. Yeah, so this is my friend Aditya Kumar Mehta. I know him through football UEFA MUNs. He's a really good friend. He's a supporter of Barcelona. So today's episode we're going to go a little different than Premier League at the start. We're going to introduce him. So bring him in. Yeah. Hi Aditya. All right. Hey guys. My Hi, name Aditya. is Aditya. Hey, how are you guys doing first of all? I mean, what yeah, what's seen uh, on the iron? We're recording good, a podcast right now. Doing pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> how are you? So. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So I, I've seen Ayush read a lot of these uh, football articles for quite a while, and he's doing pretty well. So I've just I just stumbled across his podcast as well. I'm like, hey, I can be on that. I mean, I'm, I can give it a shot. So I texted Ayush and I was like, hey, let's let's give this podcast a shot because you guys look really promising. I I saw your other podcast the other day, and the level of debate is actually like, it's it's really good. It's it's the ones that you have after off time. Brilliant, top class content. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's better than so, the MUN so, we attended, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've seen I've I've seen some howlers, man. They're absolutely trash. All right. <laughs> so okay, uh, let's let's start. Let let's uh, let's go through. Like okay, let us ask about your footballing fandom. Like, how did you get into football? How how were you introduced to the game and? Because we're Indian, right? We don't. Yeah. It's not a natural thing for us. It's not like cricket. Like, not, like all of us have watched cricket since we were kids. So, like, how did you get into this? Okay, it's kind of a funny story. So, uh, a childhood friend of mine, I think, when I was about seven, eight years old, um, Argentina played a friendly match in India in Calcutta at that point of time. My friend, I remember went to that. Yes. Yeah. So I was very jealous because he came back with an Argentina Messi t- Messi jersey and all of that more. So I was like, "Hey, I want that stuff." So I looked it up and then I looked at Messi and just saw him there. I was like, "Jesus Christ, that guy is good!" Although I didn't play football for the next few years and because I was fat and I liked a lot of Minecraft. Uh, like there on after I I switched to I switched to school and then I got to the new school and I was like, "They have a really good football pitch and stuff." And I was like, and the coach asked me to play football and ever since that day I have played football. Pretty much every single day for the rest of my life, and that's been about like six or seven years. And in the process, I've fallen in love with Barcelona. I would say purely because of Messi, since he's such a big figure. Call me a fanboy or whatever. That guy's got some real skill. And yeah, then came like, on, uh, and then and then you get and then you get identified with um, Iniesta, Xavi, Testegen now, and then, and a lot of other players. So. Naturally, once you start following a football club, you start following the path of football to understand more and more competitions and international and European football. So that's how oh. I got introduced. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, it's kind of an inane question now, but uh, I was going to ask you about your favorite players, your favorite football Please. moments, like whatever you've seen or played. Also, like uh, your favorite moments, like uh... my favorite moment. It's not my favorite. It's one of the. It's it's not my favorite, definite. I mean, I I've got two if I, if you may. Oh, so one is the Ramantada, absolute beauty. Yeah, Sergio Ramantada. I have a story with the Ramantada. I I don't want to do it, but uh, it's a it's a, it was a fun. Uh, it oh, it was amazing stuff. Like, yeah, and and one of the one of not one of my fondest memories, but the Argentina and Germany final. I mean, that 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 was a show and a half. I mean, say whatever. Maybe it was the build up to it, not the final itself. 
Yeah, yeah exactly. Final games I mean, in general are disappointing. So very it's, disappointing uh, because the build up. Because, but for me, I don't know for what reason. I was six, I was in sixth grade back then, barely eleven, twelve years old. I loved that match for that, even though we lost. I was so I was supporting Argentina, of course. But yeah, yeah, what yeah. a game! Yeah, like uh, these are two moments that I have attached stories with. So it's kind of like <laughs> fun to reminisce for myself. Like, like I'm I'm a bit older than you guys, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. so I uh, I lived through weird moments with the, both these incidents that you guys are talking about. Like we won't go into it now. We'll we'll focus on Aditya and we'll talk about his. Uh, okay, so now let's get to the current day. Let's get into. What do you think about this Barcelona side right now? Like you must be watching the last couple of seasons. You've been there's mm-hmm. a lot of good stuff going on. Like uh, we'll go one by one. Like uh, first of all, like what do you think about Messi and what do you think about his recent past and his future? I mean, all right. If you look at Messi in in the way that he's been set up right now by the Spanish media, by the European media, whatever he's he's made to seem like as if he hates Barcelona. He's he doesn't want to play it anymore. But clearly, one of his interviews post uh, which our last um, president after the whole beef with the president and the club yeah, 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 and with yeah, Messi, yeah. the whole the whole trifecta happened. Messi yeah. had a, Messi said it very specifically that he does not hate the club. He hates the situations that are that are subsided that's a subsided with them. So hmm. that's the entire issue. And I mean, your whole morale, your whole thinking affects your play a lot. Even if you're Messi, you need to be in the right state of mind to play the game properly. Yeah. So Messi's Messi's past speaks for it speaks for itself. The amount of competitions okay. he's won, the amount of competitions he's won with his club for himself, he's he's been he's been one of a kind for forever. He's arguably one of the best players that have ever existed. So there's, there's no doubt about his performance at all. Obviously, he's aging. So is Ronaldo. I mean. These guys are humans, after all. They're going to start to decay after a certain amount of time. But after looking at the new Barcelona side, after looking at Messi in the first half of the PSG game that we had, I don't think he's anywhere less than world class still at the moment. I think it's a lot to do with the club and its atmosphere, with the whole Catalonian politics as well. Hmm. So that 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 has go, that has got to do a huge part of it. Well, uh, I found uh, I, I'm not contradicting you, but I realized something like a. Uh, person who's a cl- fan of a particular club right he sees the news surrounding the club very differently than somebody who's outside it like yeah. even i think ayush can collaborate with me here like did you think that messi was at fault for whatever happened the past year and a half absolutely not i think according to the contract which he had with the club he was free to leave last year and then they messed up the contract and i, I agree with him but he still loves the club otherwise he could have gone to court and sued them he stated that exactly. also i'm not wrong He said, "It's my love for the club that's keeping me here. I don't like the board and everything, but yeah. I love Barcelona. It has given me my whole future and everything. It's made yeah. me who I am. That's why he's still there. So yeah, I agree with you there. Yeah, like that's what I also thought. Like from my perspective and from whatever I've read, I nobody really holds Messi as the reason for the fault uh, for whatever has happened. Like he did not cause this v- crisis of finances." he did not like because this crisis is not because of the pandemic this crisis was there before we knew this beforehand and the yeah. previous presidentship under bartomeu it was horrible like there were so many things that were going wrong there's police investigations going on at this moment so but, i think they were arrested also for a scam. yeah there were a few people arrested for it i believe yes he was al- and, he was alleged for um, buying fake social media accounts to disgrace the club and its players yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, members of board obviously 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, the, so, I mean, like... it's been it's been a gruesome pass for the last few years at least, and I see Barcelona still emerging as a club that has the potential to be the best in the world again. We've <laughs> we we've had two to three bad years, but I don't look at them as bad years. I mean, I look I look at them as a developmental developmental years. A rebuild. I mean, a rebuild. Yes, yeah. exactly. I mean, I didn't have a lot of faith in Coman when he came out because I was like, "Nah, we should get Xavi. Xavi is such mm. a good player. He would have been such a good manager." But I think having Coman on board is actually a very smart decision since he knows football well. He's been part of the circuit for such a long time, and at this moment, I think he's performing better than all of us expected. So rather than you know going for the Coman out, Coman out thing, I think we should give him time to settle in because I don't look at Luis Enrique Lucho as a lot of people call him a great manager. To be really fair, he's never been regarded as one of the best managers. The reason why is that he, by luck, by faith, by chance, he got a club that had the best that had almost the best players in everything. They had the forward trifecta, they had the midfield trifecta, they had a brilliant back lineup. I mean, he was just gifted with that. And you can't just begin with stating about how good you were in the past. You need to start building on what you have in the future. All these new La Masia players, Firpo. Fati and a lot of these other players, Trinka, Ricky Pish, they're absolutely phenomenal players. They just need a bit of grooming. So I see Barcelona still on the rise, but a rather slower rise since there's been such a huge problem. But nevertheless, I think we still have the potential to be the, one of the best clubs in the world again. Okay, I have a few questions like diverging off of this. Mm-hmm. Um, first, I'll ask you most important question for a Barcelona fan right now. Definitely has to be: Is Messi going to leave this summer? See that is a matter of huge speculation because from what Messi <laughs> said, if he is unhappy, he'll leave. But he and, doesn't uh, seem too unhappy right now. Yeah, but uh, there uh, isn't it. I like from my perspective. I don't know if Ayush agrees. Like Messi wants to win things, right? Like he wants another shot at the Champions League. That's what he's been talking about since 2015, since Neymar left. and that's been the whole like, cycle for the past 5 years since the win away over juventus and uh, then you have to think like you have to ask the question right like if he's not able to win here because this team i don't think next season they're in a position to be able to win another uh, championship so i personally am skeptical on whether he'll leave or not like another problem is the financial aspect of it but uh, from a like from a winning aspect from a person who wants to win and win and win and he wants another shot at the ballon d'or or whatever his ambitions are like uh, i don't think he can, he's in a current position where he's being set up to win so i am uh, i don't know if it's going to happen or not but uh, let's let's wait and watch like that's all I we can do i think right? i disagree a little bit with you was with what you said there I okay. think Messi's objective was not to win only; it was to win with Barcelona. I mean, hmm. that's the club that he wanted to win with. I think the reason why he wants to leave is because he's been screwed over by the club in the last few yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Departures of Luis Suarez, not bringing in Neymar, spending one forty million on Dembele. You know how shambles that club is in right now. And like to be fair, I do agree with Aditya. Like you can see the transition period going on. I think yeah, they're unbeaten yeah. in the La Liga since the start of the calendar year this year. Yeah. I mean, apart from other competitions, they're yeah, doing Messi, well. Yeah, Messi, Messi is doing well. Pretty much every goal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think they. I think he still might stay if Javi signs. Even though Kovan is doing well, Javi would be an extra factor for him to stay. Or getting Neymar back. I mean, that every transfer window there's this rumor going on that Neymar returns. 
So I think yeah, like, uh, I don't think it's feasible. Neymar is better than every year. He doesn't come back, does he? Yeah. Well, I don't think you guys. I, even if he does also, want to, like I think uh, the circumstances like Neymar is I, not I enough for that to happen. I don't think the circumstances will happen. I mean, we we honestly speaking, there's no way we can afford players like that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You guys are still in low uh, depth with Liverpool for Coutinho's transfer. Exactly. I, I mean, we're talking about getting. They've got a salary problem also, right? Like they haven't paid full salaries to the players also, or something like that. Like there's been some uh, issues there. I mean, also. Yeah, there, there's there's been certain speculations about that as well. But I think they'll end up fixing that up. However, they've there've been talks about Holland. The thing I don't understand is that this is this has been a boss problem with Barcelona for a really long time. We overcrowd positions and we don't free up positions quicker. Hmm. See, we. At that at that point of time, I I still don't see the point to get rid of Rakitic. I don't get the point of getting rid of Rakitic if you still don't have a proper developed player to play in the midfield like that. We still haven't had even close to players that have been that have been at least close to Iniesta or Xavi, even Sergio Busquets for that matter. I mean, he's he's a player of his generation as well. What I see as a problem is with the whole politics thing, the whole transfer of um, Arthur Melo, the whole. Um, So yeah, but the whole Juventus scene was absolutely horrible because right now we have too many. So in the beginning we had uh, Griezmann as well as Suarez. It took them over a year and a half to at least get rid of Suarez, and he's been smashing it in the La Liga. He's hmm. killing it with he's he's killing it with Atletico. It's it's not about a question of his capabilities. It's about the question of how the club treats him and how the club is going on about. With the last managerial shift, um, the whole problem with it was. uh the manager at that point of time clearly stated that i am not too focused about the fitness of the players i'm focused about how they play if they play well or not yes satyan you're talking about right yeah satyan yeah exactly yeah, yeah yeah i mean he was an absolute shambles of a manager because he didn't understand the basic fundamentals of football if your player is not fit he can't perform at his level best and we had well, so the, many the, the satyan when i don't want to get into it but there were a lot more problems than satyan at that yeah. particular point in time i don't Paul, think yeah, that's a personal opinion but yeah Because yeah. he had yeah, I mean, he has a proven track record with a lot of things that were favorable, but uh, okay, let's not get into that. Like we'll uh, there's a question from the Instagram uh, from the YouTube uh, chat, so I'll ask you that. Uh, who do you guys think is the best player in the world? So this is by RHD. Like thank you for the question. So who is your personal best I, in the I, world? I don't. I don't. I don't want to see Ayush go first. <laughs> I mean, there are two answers to this. There's an answer who I find the best in the world. Yeah, that's and what we're asking. We don't we, we don't care about. Uh, yeah, it's an opinion-based question yeah. right now. Like we don't care about any other uh, facets to this particular question. Even yeah. though I like Ronaldo more, I'll have to go with Messi. His stats are unbeatable. I mean, that's an impressive I'll answer. I say that <laughs> if you ask me. I mean, I mean, Messi has played with Xavi, Iniesta, and Pleasant when he got 91 goals and everything. But yeah, I think due to circumstances, Messi is a better player than Ronaldo. I mean, I saw this quote from Ferguson where he said if Ronaldo started in La Liga, he would have twice his goals as Messi. Not exactly, but like you get the point where he would have been slightly better than Messi, and I kind of agree. But as of now, in the real world, I think Messi is the best player. Well, yeah, like Ferguson considered that the t- the 2011 team that he faced was the Best team he's ever faced in his mm-hmm. life. So, yeah. Ferguson, like it's 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 always going to happen, right? When you manage for twenty six years and stuff like that, you'll contradict yourself a lot. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. uh, that's the kind of business this is, isn't it? Okay, so Aditya, yeah. let's let's go with your answer. 
messi 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 there is there are, there are no I two think... ways about it he is the best player that has ever existed on this planet i i i 100% agree with you like the, it is it's messy like there is something magical about it like, the, the guy is not the amazon prime video about messi like there was it, it's called this is football like it's the fifth or sixth episode like check that out and if you still think ronaldo is the best player in the world then you can come into these youtube comments and talk to me <laughs> he's just he's he's how does he do it i don't it, it's it's it I, there's a physics I'm, explanation I'm also in that episode like you you should check it out you should check I'm it out it's really good okay so uh, let's let's uh, let's ask another question let's uh, let's talk about the future of the club from a transfer perspective so uh, what what do you think is the most important position that needs to be filled in this particular side for next season um i think we should stick i think i think we should start getting better players to start giving lama sepres a better opportunity in the defensive lineup because okay. pk is getting older javi isn't uh, i'm sorry not javi jordi alba isn't getting any better we hmm. need to have that kind of a pacey environment back then um uh, earlier a few years ago i was really hopeful that hector bellen would join in giving us another pacey uh right back if i'm not wrong yes hope um, he joins you guys i seriously hope he joins you because, because <laughs> I, i looked at him i looked at him and, and i was like that guy the is the successor of jordi alba that's it there are no questions asked about it so i think please take him and, we'll even give you money to take him we'll pay your yeah, yeah. liverpool debt for that yeah arsenal are going to pay others money right yeah i mean ஒன்ஸ்ட்ரேஷன் the midfield lineup seems to find to me terstegen is a keeper and a half himself i think the defensive lineup needs a lot of work because that's every time i look at a barca match i think that's when we lack the most we start okay. well in the beginning and then we start and then we start to decay like as minutes start to pass by because barca was the type of a team that has the ball for at least 70% of the game at hmm. their worst because that's their that's the kind of football they play right? they try to control the games and the other teams have to rely on counter attacks which may or may not be effective now the problem with us is that the defensive lineup also holds the ball a lot but okay. right now the defensive line pushes up way too high for them not to not to be able to track back and we don't have mm. a lot of pacey defenders either yeah. i'm not saying that okay, we need yeah, to have yeah, like yeah. really fast defenders but if you look at the size of pk i don't think he can run i don't think he can physically run that fast like even i think this I mean, was shown in the barca versus psg first leg where psg were counter yeah. attacking in name but yeah that happens to anybody who faces mbappe like most of the times isn't it that's like true. see mbappe is a different breed himself even bayern's highlight could stop him yeah yeah like uh, uh okay so uh, i have one last question for you at least for now like we can we can talk more obviously but uh, okay so first of all is barca going to win la liga this season see uh i i don't want to come comment on it honestly because i don't want to get I'm, i'm 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 a little superstitious and stuff but with yeah, the yeah. title race all opened up again yes i don't know there might be a chance it's, but it's, it's an exciting one isn't it it's really I'm, fun yeah, to watch i know i'm i'm not i'm not completely saying that oh we're going to win it for sure now i'm not saying we're going to yeah, lose yeah, it yeah. for sure i think if we have a few good games and if atletico manages to fall back a little we may have a chance of winning the league again but for me as a barca fan if we don't convincingly win the league by 10 12 points is it even a win 
I mean, we have a track <laughs> problem with that. Barca fans. They're not happy with why, anything. Why, 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 why are you imagining yourself in a Liga or a Bundesliga? Like, why do you want your because team to be in a monopolized league? Like, what's the point? Like, there, there, there's no See, fun we there, were, is there? When, when, when we were identified as monopolized, we were one of the best clubs in the world. We're apparently not anymore. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta. Guys would be sad if they just win the double, the league double. You know, the league and the cup. They'll be sad if they want to sack the manager. That is terrible. Oh my god! I mean, our manager gets a renewed contract if he finishes eighth and wins the FA Cup, and these guys want to sack Roma for winning the league. Fucking standard, man. Oh, their heads are in the clouds, aren't they? Are you? You don't know what Premier League clubs feel like when you get beaten by the last team in the what do you say league? Not even like like if you're a fan of not like if you're not a fan of the four clubs that win the league every year, like that's just what it is. Yeah. Like then you enjoy it. Like the moment you win something, like like yeah. even in FA Cup, like that becomes a big deal. Like I would be happy with an FA Cup for Man United right now. Like it's. Uh, it's it's something like winning something should mean something like that's that's yeah. how it should be so it should be more satisfying fans. isn't it like uh, mm. like you 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 can disagree like that's your personal yeah, opinion yeah, I guess, on I, it like that's I not see, a problem see, but yeah i see where the argument is coming from but we're a barca fan for such a long time <laughs> We need the glorious back ASAP, and we need them. Yeah, they'll win like, the league and be like, "Yeah, yeah, league is there. What's with it?" Ah, league. Yeah, I mean, look, look at the league. league. It's see, it's just the league. That's for them. See, yeah, you, no, that was for, for our clubs. It was in the past, like we when we yeah. were at the top, like uh, so. That's I wasn't even uh, born then, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I I was I was born, but like. Uh, Didn't watch it. Like I, I started watching like after 2010 and everything. So I barely touched on the glory years of Manchester United. Same. So, so last question, Addy. I'm going to ask you is, what do you think about Sergio Aguero's transfer to Barcelona? Do you think it's happening? And if yes, do you think it's the feasible one? Is it the right decision? Might be feasible. Might not be the right thing because, like I said, I don't think we need any more attacking players at the moment. No matter how good Aguero is. Because this is the problem with Barcelona. We just whoever we see see performing well, whoever see that, we just sign them in, and then we see how to fit them in. Whereas the process should be the other other way around. You need to see who fits well, and then try to approach and sign them. So yeah. even though if it's feasible, I wouldn't be too happy with it because it's essentially draining our financial resources, and we need to be wiser with the money at the moment since we're in such we're we're in a huge debt. Yeah. So I don't personally, I don't think it's a good option. But I'm, I'm intrigued to see where this whole uh, thing would go. I mean, I mean, if he, even if we sign him in, I wouldn't have a problem with it. But I don't think it would be a wise decision to sign any more players in. Okay. I think he'd so, be like a Suarez player to your team, and Messi would also be happy with him. That might be. But do we Messi want to straight. recreate a Barcelona? See, I look at, I don't look at going back to the Barcelona that with the MSN Barcelona that had because. Clubs like Bayern Munich and like other big clubs have started to reach that level, that level of heightenedness. So we need to look at a different way to approach it. We can't always rely on oh, if Neymar would have been here, Suarez would have been here, it would have been such a good team. No, we got to look. Yeah, at don't want to team. replace those guys, right? You want to yeah. do it a different way. Yeah, got it. Yeah, got absolutely. Got it. Because because if you don't change in any industry, you're bound to have a lot of setbacks, and that's what Barcelona has seen for a really long time. Hmm. So we need to improvise, adapt, overcome, like the meme suggests, and see how it goes. <laughs> okay, I have I have one last question for you here. 
So this is from Ice Ninja on Fire. Who do you think will win the Champions League this season, especially after watching last two nights of epic action? Like, what what do you think is going to happen in the Champions League? I, I I really want Chelsea to win. I want Chelsea <laughs> Chelsea to win personally. It was, it, it'd be such Come jokes. On. I mean, I'd love it. I, it'd be such jokes. <laughs> like you, you 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 want the meme candidate to win. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, Not even an underdog candidate. He wants a meme yeah. candidate to win. I, I like that approach of looking at it. I I enjoyed it. Like like he's going he to be a bit like he's going to be hurt about the fact that Barca got eliminated. So he's going to be a tick about it and be like, yeah, let me just wants to watch it for fun. You know, he wants to watch Mason Mount score yeah. in the final. He wants maximum yeah, exactly. chaos. Uh, <laughs> hey, I I would want either Borussia or uh, Chelsea to win. But practically speaking, PSG has a big. Uh, PSG has a huge chance. Huge chance of really, yeah, after yesterday. They, 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 they've got a club uh, and a half. Oof. Oof. Have you seen Mbappe run? Yeah, like it. It was. It was I on yesterday try. night. So yeah, I think all of us saw it, and all of us thoroughly enjoyed whatever we saw. Until unless you hate Mbappe, and I don't yeah, blame I you mean, for hating think, him. I still yeah, think I like if they had Lewandowski yesterday. They could have won because they oh, had. It would have been a whole different out. game. It would have been a whole different absolutely, game. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, they did create. That, that's not football's about, isn't it? Yeah, like I think we can we can yeah. save that for our actual discussion on those games. Ayush, uh, I yeah. I think. Uh, I'll keep it with me. Yeah, <laughs> because I had a lot of thoughts on it as well. Like mm. Aditya, do you want to stick around with for the CL games with us? Like, do you want to discuss yeah. all the four games? That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. You guys can carry on. Yeah, no, like it's it's an open invite. Like, yeah, again, no, 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 no. You invited yourself to our podcast and said thank you for the invite. Yeah, I have to go down and play football. To be really honest. <laughs> oh, okay, 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 okay. Let 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 then let's oh, not no, like, keep no, you no. too long. Okay, so okay. anything you want to tell about like what you're doing and uh, you want to plug something or something like that? Anything you're planning on doing? Any such anything you'd like to say? My podcast is coming soon. I'll have these guys link it to their descriptions or bios or wherever, and I hope you guys watch it as well after both, obviously. Oh yeah, we'll definitely promote it. Not in like definitely like it was great having you on, Aditya. Like, Thank you so much. It was it was great. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was fun. It was a fun chat. Got to got to know quite a lot of things, and uh, hopefully we we'll might definitely us to, you know? get you back again, or you invite yeah, us to your podcast yeah. next time. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah. So we'll we'll see you around, Aditya. Yeah. Thank you. Guys. Yes, see you guys. Like, bye, bye. All right, Ayush. Let's get back to what we're supposed to do. No, Let's get back to the action. Chelsea wants to win the Champions League when they can't even beat West Brom. I mean, that was such <laughs> jokes, man. They want well, to West win Brom the Champions like a opponent, dude. Like it's it's like in football manager, like a particular team you just can't beat. Like yeah. you can. Like 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 that way. Well, yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. That's that's a pretty good like. That's the perfect term for it. Yeah, I love the usage of the term kryptonite there. So yeah. uh, okay, we'll talk about CL first. Like that, we just watched the two CL game, the two CL games last night and the two night the night before. Uh, what were your expectations on it first? Like, I I want to get your uh, an idea of what you were thinking before, like on Tuesday night, like before the game started. Like, how what were you? expecting out of the games so to be honest uh, first of all dortmund uh, let me go about bayern and psg i thought bayern could have been one like three two instead of losing two three even yeah. though they were missing out lewandowski they played extremely well the amount of no no i'm not asking you about in. the games itself i'm asking you about what were you thinking before like did you have any expectations in your mind and yeah, were you like did you think this would be this is what we're going to watch 
Yeah, I mean, no, not really. Not was I thought Bayern was PSG would be slightly less interesting than the match that took place yesterday. Yeah, uh, okay, that's that's the game we're going to start with, anyways, because that was the big big game of this the four fixtures that we have. We have another comment here from Ice Ninja again. He talks about how Bayern versus PSG was intense. Absolutely. The Muller showing blood and everything. So oh, yeah, there a lot of shit, man. A lot of things went down in that game last night. Some of which it was hard to catch even while you were watching. So let's start from Kylian Mbappe. Uh, well, he answered the the questions on Haaland versus Mbappe. He got a punch in, didn't he? I mean, I guess, but then you have to give it to Haaland that he's playing with a team of bottlers. If he's not wrong, you know. Well, it's a it's I mean, a team which is. It's uh, like Dortmund. We'll get to Dortmund. I have a few thoughts on what's going on there, but like, still, like uh, Mbappe was irresistible. Like it was so good to watch. He was like, he looked like the road runner from the Looney Tunes. Like, or uh, yeah. yeah, I think that's what it's from. So he was just like to the moment fair, he got got the ball, he's off and he's in, and it was. Uh, whew, it, it, I do not envy Manuel Neuer after yesterday at all. To be fair, the first goal wasn't actually to his credit. He took a shot, fair enough. But no, I should have done better than it. It was a hard shot, though. It wasn't like it wasn't like he just slipped or it was hit. It was a well hit shot. No, I should have saved it. Don't don't get me wrong, but yeah. The second goal of his was amazing. The the one he where he waited for Boating to open his legs and go for the new. I thought he. he, We were talking about this yesterday. So uh, you you thought it was because he was waiting for Boating to open his legs. I thought he was waiting for the guy to start. Like the moment he gets close enough to press, he'll shoot just before because that's where the guards of the other defenders will be down because this guy is closing in, right? That's what I the angle was uh, that I was thinking on, like because it's like two three of them, right? Mbappe was waiting with the ball here. Boateng was right in yeah. front of him, and there was, I think, Alaba was closing in from here. So the moment Alaba was about to reach, he shot just before because that's when the defender and the keeper they kind of let their guard down a little bit. Boateng opened his legs. That you're right about that, but like there was a there was an added element of thinking from Mbappe's perspective. Yeah. That's what I that's thought. That's what like, I think. That that was genius. If he was like any other striker, he would have gone for the far post of Neuer, the right one. Yeah, yeah, he would have. He yes, and Neuer looked Neuer. like he was covering that because he was so like yeah. he he his body was so in that position. Because then you look at the goal and you see there is so much space for him, and that's when you realize that yeah, like Neuer was completely deceived. That is why yesterday also on the group text that you were talking on, I thought it was very similar to what Messi did against Boateng and Neuer in uh, 2016, I believe. When he oh, yeah. laid Boateng down he and then he chipped Neuer, yeah, yeah, yeah. like it, it wasn't I the same thing that. exactly. But like the mental, like the genius of it, was not too far from from that. Brilliant. I didn't, I didn't expect Mbappe to finish like that. Okay, fine, he's fast, he dribbles well, but having a precise finishing criteria like Ronaldo or Messi, that I didn't expect to have. And, and he's like, like 20, 21 year, twenty two, yeah. some some age, uh, some ridiculous number. Ah, oh, he's younger than me. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so okay, okay, uh, and uh, let's let's talk about the overall PSG team. Uh, Neymar was excellent. Yeah, he, he was his usual Neymar game. self, throwing himself around. When that's he's part of his game. Use, not usually I, brilliant. Yeah, when he's playing, he's not part brilliant. of the. Not a, I don't see that uh, issue like him uh, diving and he has to be protected. Uh, like 
he gets it a lot like even grealish is i believe the yeah. same way like you have to anticipate the hits after a point so i don't mind him going down he does over exaggerate it that's just a fact we've seen it all we've seen the brazil one we've seen everything i think he had that effect on mbappe and that's one thing i don't like about mbappe yeah there's an attitude about mbappe in the past really, couple yeah. of years he was a bright eyed youngster who just walked in and didn't didn't realize how good he was and now i think he just started realizing how good he was like like the miami heat the villains the lebron james goes to miami kind of attitude they have now so i have no clue what you're talking about i don't understand yeah it's an nba you. thing man like it's it's, it's <laughs> if if somebody who's watching watches the nba they know exactly what i'm talking about like i apologize for putting i'll watch a lot of basketball i love it so i it, it generally <laughs> i come up with a lot of basketball comparisons because it's a lot more narrative based like football has its narratives but basketball like takes the narratives to the next level they're they're really good with that kind of stuff so uh, <laughs> sorry about that so uh, it's fine it's fine uh, yeah. i guess i still think even though psg won i think bayern was a better team yesterday apart from the counters and everything hmm. i still ah, yeah think, let's let's I mean, get to bayern now uh, do you want to discuss like kaylor navas was really good yesterday let's yeah, finish off with psg and we'll move on and uh, i thought uh, the backline was a bit shaky at times but they held firm and especially with the amount of injury there were a lot of injuries yesterday like a lot of people yeah, went off injured like there were four substitutions in the first half yeah it was kind of ridiculous and uh, so i had my dream team planned out man four of my players got out <laughs> in the first half we lost there only my dad and i are just sitting there we had martinez he left we had goretzka he left and we were like okay so we're not winning anything today <laughs> and okay Uh, any i i don't think there's a lot more discussing from psg yeah. perspective we have to move on it's uh, we can't uh, we had a guest and everything so let's talk about bayern munich like, like, go ahead start on bayern munich let's see what you got bayern munich i apart from the finishing i think they had a great performance i mean there was no stopping kylian mbappe i can't blame alibay and boating for that i mean he's mm. one of the fastest players in the world with the ball also the finishing that's where the problem comes with i think they could have been much better if they had the likes of lewandowski or even nabri I think Chopa Moting. Did you know that thirty-one shots yesterday? Did you know that? Yeah, I saw that. That's what the thing. I I didn't. I saw them taking a lot of chances and everything, but I didn't think it was thirty-one shots. But yeah, because I was editing Tino's article about it. Like he wrote the recap on it, right? And yeah. uh, like you also wrote a recap. We'll talk about it. Uh, so he wrote the number. I saw the number thirty-one, and I was like, "Are is he sure about that?" And I had to go and check. Yeah, I thought first. And shout out to that article. That's a good created. fucking recap for it. Like check out Tino's article on the Footy Report. That's a. It's a. It's 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 really well written, and it's a really enjoyable we'll article. Like I really enjoyed it. Website in our bio in the link of this YouTube video. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's. it's uh, I think it. it's there. I I think the Instagram account is there. I'll put it in. No worries. Yeah. Like, I'll put it in the comments if nothing else. So. please check that article out it's a good a good article really enjoyed reading that and uh, so um, bayern munich like they really missed lewandowski like a lot of moments yeah. you realize like if lewandowski was on the ball or if lewandowski was moving towards this or if lewandowski was doing that even the commentators referred to it multiple times you realize yeah. that the edge that bayern bayern munich played well you're absolutely right about that but the problem was that there was one cog that was missing and that cog became so vital for them and you could so that that is the best example of you missing a player of you having that final piece who fits in and finishes your puzzle because i think bayern munich would have scored four or five or six if lewandowski at was there at least at least you know it was uh, they really really, really missed him and uh, you realize how good lewandowski is that's how you realize how good he is when he's not there and that's the, the mark of is, a superstar a world class player the worst part is he's not even there next week so they're doomed this week you know he's no i believe there is a chance he gets fit for next week 
there is a chance he gets fit next I'm, week. I'm I'm not sure he'll be playing though. He said four weeks I, till like last week, but yeah. Uh, like from what I heard, uh, there was uh, like Ramos and uh, Lewandowski announcements came around the same time, right? So Ooh, Ramos yeah. has confirmed he's not going to play the next leg, but Lewandowski mm. there might be a slight chance that he comes in. It's I a mean, slight if he chance. Comes in, then Bayern have a chance of winning three one. I don't know what condition he comes in. Also, like I'm not going yeah, to. Yeah, that's also a point. That's that's just uh, like. We can uh, okay. So, who do you I think will win think, the overall leg? Like, let's go with the prediction. Let's let's see I where. Mean, it's just Lewandowski changing the tie. If he's not there, PSG might even pull a one-one and sit defensively, and they'll win in away goals. Hmm. Like anyway, even if they lose okay. two-one at home, they'll still yeah. win in away goals. They have a really yeah, good yeah, one-two yeah, yeah. three away goals. The, the three so away goals PSG is a will... big big factor here, right? It makes this yeah. fixture really enticing. Like we are really exciting second leg we are ha- we have on our hands. So let's move yeah. on to the second one, the historical big bang of clashes, the best clash like you could have. AC Milan hasn't played in the Champions League for a while. That is why we have to stick with this one. It's the two most prestigious Champions League clubs in the world. It's Real Madrid versus Liverpool. So, what did you think about this one? Yeah, so I wrote an article about this, and first of all, yeah. I was watching with a friend. My friend and I were as surprised as anyone in the world when we saw Vinicius Junior can also finish. And oh yeah, my, that, my, like, that was surprising. Definitely, yeah. Like he's got, he's weird. Like I don't know. In the round of sixteen, also he had some fumble like that. Like he was clear on goal and he missed it. And you're wondering, he's what's wrong with this guy? Barcelona. You know the thing is, he's an amazing dribbler. He's good on the ball. Oh, he's Brazilian, definitely. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Brazilian in that factor. But when yeah, it comes yeah, yeah. to finishing, you can see how he hasn't trained there. Like, yeah, even but in he, passing, he's, he's not that great. He has, he well, has, these two finishes told point. us something like that he can finish. Yeah. It's not like he can't. He's just there's a mental side to it that he's getting to grasp. It's understandable, also, man. He's like 20 years old. I he was 18 yeah. when he came in, and it's. It's a hard transition to make. We don't give these people like we don't give footballers enough credit for the amount of work they've done. And the yeah. amount of transition they have to face. So he's a young guy. He's basically your age, and uh, like, imagine making a transition like that. It's kind of ridiculous to ask of a Plus, person. Plus, even his teammates. You know, Benzema went on to say that he's playing against for us, and please don't pass the ball. Yeah, 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 yeah. I heard that. Yes, yes, yes. Plus, he's like a senior player, so he can't even go and beef with him. You know, he just has to take. Yeah, that was kind of like unnecessary, wasn't it? Like, it wasn't expected on Benzema. He's a senior player; he's supposed to be helping them. Imagine if Ronaldo had said that about Benzema, how the mental toll he would have had. Well, yeah, the, I I don't believe Benzema ever gave Ronaldo any reason because I think Benzema has is easily the best partner that Ronaldo ever had as a. Oh yeah, like, but he has had some few poor finishes in the games where, like, oh no, no, that, that, that's, I think that's part and parcel of the game for a striker, especially when you're creating a lot of chances and you play for a very high-level side. Exactly, so, so that he shouldn't be doing that for his own teammate Vinicius Junior. You know who we need. Yeah, who that was incorrect from Benzema's side, definitely. So okay, let's uh, get to let's get to the trio, the trio of brilliance. Which is Modric, Cruz, and Casemiro. Casemiro, and uh, it is. I almost uh, forgot they were the best trio in the world in the midfield. They were the best trio in the world, weren't they? Like it was kind of. And another thing I realized yesterday is that Marquinhos and Kim Pembe is the best centre back partnership in world football right now. You can debate me on this. Like I will die on this hill. It is currently the best defensive partnership in the world. So <laughs> I saw their tackling rates and everything. It's pretty impressive. I agree. 
It is. They've got everything. They cover every facet of it. Like, let's not get into that. We'll get into that center back partnership. Yeah. We'll have a special episode. We'll talk about fifth minutes. I'll talk about that partnership. <laughs> so we love that. We love that. Yeah, yeah. We'll so we'll talk about trio. Yeah. I've never seen a midfield trio completely stabilize with Liverpool attack. The whole attack was handled in the midfield only. It didn't even reach the defense properly. They I mean, ruined the midfield. They ruined, ruined Liverpool's midfield completely. Oh they were God. like, I didn't even realize why Nardom was playing till like 50 minutes into the game. God, and the really? only thing, the only highlight package that he's part of is when Vinicius scored the third goal because Wijnaldum was completely stationary for that goal. Oh yeah, like, he was doing. Oh the my god, like the Liverpool midfield three was so bad, but like quite a lot of the credit has to go to the trio that ruined them. You know, it's not even about them being bad. I mean, Wijnaldum has a poor performance, but like they were so, they were just so much better. Oh, there's a lot of interaction from our YouTube. Like it's uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. I can't bring on all your comments, guys. I'm sorry, but uh, like just please uh, listen to us. We'll we'll talk about the things you're talking about in the comments. We yeah, go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. People. Yeah, no, I think apart from the them and Vinicius Junior, the Tony Tony Cruz ball, the first goal. Oh, ah, that was that so amazing. good. That but he should have been you know. pressed. Like there was so much space for Tony Cruz. We've seen him do that so many times. He's been doing that since he was at Bayern Munich, like ten years ago. Exactly. Come on, he's like still you have to do better. Even on the pitch, I mean, you can't underrate him. He's, he's won everything yeah. that you can win. Like there is no exactly. one trophy That's left for Tony Cruz part. to win. And then I don't know why there wasn't a tactic like don't let Tony Cruz give a long ball. And press him high up on the pitch. They didn't. Uh, like, I, uh, we'll have to talk about Liverpool. I think Liverpool. We there's a yeah. deep dive there for us. Like we can go deep into see what went wrong for them this game. And uh, we'll, we, I have to shout out Thibo Courtois because that man is huge. Like he looked like he was like half the double the Six size of anybody else on the pitch. And he was so like there's a composure to him. I've seen him a lot at Chelsea, but like there was some weird. Like he's gotten so good now, but we don't talk about it. Thibaut Courtois is check. excellent. That man. He didn't have to do much though. Him. He didn't have to do much. But yeah. everything he did, there was such a calmness and a, there was a sereneness to his attitude. And I really, like, I was really impressed by that. I mean, I still didn't like the way that Navas was sold off from Madrid for Thibaut Oh, there is, there is. Navas is another he, one. The, he's un, still super at, underrated. Yeah, both of them are at some similar level that, okay, fine. Navas is not too far from the best. Like, he's never been too far from the best. But he just never got that credit. And PSG have have an excellent keeper right now. That's fair. Uh, Yeah, talking about Liverpool. So, first of all, I'd like to shout out Klopp's, uh, what do you say, excuses. Those were some bullshit excuses that he gave. Okay, let's hear the excuses then. Let's go ahead and say what they were. He said that they they were playing in the training ground of Madrid, right? If I'm not wrong. Yeah, that's their training stadium, yes. I think the youth team or the women's team play in those stadiums, generally. Yeah, he said that it's not a proper stadium. We'll be having them at Liverpool. Ah, that's bullshit. Like, I don't have a buzzer for, like, bullshit buzzer or something like that, but that's bullshit. They've lost six games consecutively, I think, in the last in their Anfield home only. I don't think they're going to win there either. And talking Hmm. about Trent Arnold. Oh my god, the performance that ah, he had. Ah, the second goal. Oh my god, yeah. It just ended the conversation of him being the right bat for England's position, you know? Like, the, see, that's the biggest problem with Trent right now. Like, everything he's doing, like, I think in Grace Robertson on Twitter also said this. She said that everything that Trent does now, from here to the Euros, everything, or till at least the squads are announced, everything he'll do yeah. will be looked from just that perspective, whether he goes or not. And that's a ridiculous yeah. kind of pressure to put on someone. Like, 
Like let him play his football. Like judge him over a period of time. Don't judge him on individual moments. Like he, that was a mistake. I don't. I'm not defending Trent's mistake. I'm just saying that football is not analyzed in moments. Like football has to be analyzed over periods of time. Leagues are won over periods of time. Champions leagues are won over periods of time. It doesn't happen in moments, right? So you have to give him a span of games. Let him do his stuff. He's still excellent. He's an excellent right back. He's not in. He's not in the best form right now. Just that's how it should be. Let the man play his football. Let his football you know, do the talking. That's where I disagree with you. I don't think yeah. he's an excellent right back. He's an excellent player though. His attacking okay. contribution is out of the world. Mm-hmm. But when he's on his defense, he has been troubled. You have seen Vinicius Junior turn him around, yes, and this happens in a lot of games. Yes. You know the problem about him is if he's not attacking well, there's not much left in his game. Even when he plays with Liverpool, his attacking prowess mm. is known better. That's why G- Reese James is chosen over Aaron Van Bissaka and Trent because Aaron Van Bissaka might have the best defensive ability out of all three. Trent might mm. be the best going forward, but G- G- James is the what do you say? Yeah, I think Vinicius agrees option. with you. Yeah, yeah, I think it's the most versatile option to go at for right back for England. Mm-hmm. And looking at the squad that England have, they don't exactly need a creative right back right now. They have Jack okay. Grealish. They have what do you say, Lingard. They have K. They have a lot of creative players up front. Mm-hmm. Mason Mount, Jadon Sancho. They don't need their mm-hmm. right back to also come in forward and give more crosses. They can do with yeah. a player like Reece James, who is better mm-hmm. defensively. So yeah. yeah, I think I don't think he'll be making the squads. Nonetheless, okay, of his performance but... going forward. So uh, the trend thing. I think uh, one thing that I think about this Liverpool side. We won't discuss Liverpool too much for their Arsenal win now because, like, we we are discussing oh, yeah. Liverpool right now. They were excellent in their win. Trent was excellent in that game. But the problem with Liverpool right now is what I feel is their their team is so interdependent. Like the Man City thing also, like the Man City slump that happened uh, a year ago and transitioning into this season. The, the teams with the, these kinds of attacking philosophies and possession-based philosophies and high-pressing philosophies, they are so cheered. And there is, see, like what happened with Bayern Munich yesterday. They missed that one the hole, one like their piece, one peg. Yeah. yeah, so I think that's what's the problem with this Liverpool team also. And a lot of the blame overall for Liverpool season has to go on Klopp because he could not figure out another way for this side to play, which is what Pep has done. And he's made a bigger monster out of that Man City team than we've seen before. He, they might have been weak against Dortmund, a bit like on the shabbier side, but they're still a monster, and yeah, they will still be a monster Haaland even if they get eliminated. Early in that game, Erling so, Haaland had bossed Ruben Dias that game. He just showed him who's the best defender. Yeah, but that's 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 one off game. That's one off game. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, that's the, that's the problem. Like, so they couldn't. Like that is where Trent also suffers because Trent needs that support. And you yeah, need that. There's a lot of coordination going on with defenses, especially the back four is not. There is not one person who's culpable generally in a goal. It's the whole structure, like the Vinicius goal. I think Nat Phillips and Trent were supposed to be playing on that side, right? On the right. Yeah. And you know, if Vinicius went Joe through Gomez, them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even you know, Joe, Joe Gomez, Gomez, I don't think fulfills right that role perfectly well. Yeah. I He's think Van Dijk covers so many holes. So many holes, like. I think Van Dijk should have won there with the best player when he was nominated for it because he you can see like exactly like not not even exactly you realize over a period of time that this part of the game was covered by Van Dijk this was covered this was covered there are like 20 different issues that were solved by one man on that pitch which is because because of which this loop there is a there is so much synchronization and there is there is a 
there is a central uh, i i can't find the word for it but uh, there is a symmetry and there is a sync between the, this team and then because when they're at their best each and every cog is doing its job and they combine and they became become the monster that we've seen all of but, this is being realized when van dyke is injured you know when yes and sick. see that as we talked with levandowski the sign of a world class superstar player when he is missing you realize what you miss okay we have to move on uh, liverpool were pretty bad we know that they I did well for the second leg either they might even yeah, get let, a let, draw yeah i don't think so because that if that trio turns up that, again if that midfield trio turns up again you're not scoring no three goals then. against you're those guys scoring. You're not. Yeah, you're not scoring, and and the backline issues will remain. Van Dijk is not coming back next week. Let's be honest. <laughs> okay, we are already at 48 minutes. We need to move. So let's get to Bancetti Dortmund. I didn't watch the game. Uh, I kind of. I I, I wish I could have watched the game, but the simultaneous issue is always there, and I can't watch two games at once. It's just impossible for me. I will not focus on either. I will not be able I to talk about either game. Much on Dortmund versus Bancetti, but I still watched it a bit. and mm. the only concern with the matches okay fine dortmund did put up a performance they were unlucky sometimes mm. especially with the jude billingham goal disallowed oh yeah that was the controversy uh, i think even if we just talk about that that'll cover the whole of the game so yeah, the yeah, go is, ahead. i'll just explain what the incident was so if you haven't watched it or anything so yeah I, I, i know what happened like just uh, like, give your yeah, summary on it like you I'll don't just, have to get into detail about it i know what happened yeah i'll just tell you what i saw so what i yeah, saw yeah 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 go ahead yeah that's what i want to change addison Hmm. Who was juggling the ball, and he toe punted yeah. the ball out of his hand, and Edison kicked his leg. Okay, so that's the clumsy error. Now what happened was the referee saw this incident. Jude Bellingham is here, the goal hmm. is here. No, nothing is in between. Just before he takes the shot, the referee blows the whistle. Now here's the problem: if the ref thinks it's a foul, fair enough. You can't teach it. You can't see everything with his naked eye. Fair enough. Blow the whistle after the goal. He's clear through on goal. I feel that. Let VAR come into play. Yeah, let war come into play. You know, you're not better than the technology. You might be one great of a referee or anything. Not even that. So that's just policy. Just... Who cares about yeah. great or not? Like that's just policy. We do that with offsides. We've been doing exactly. that for a while. That's yeah, that's what the change has been, right? The, We've had a debate on it. Third referees to the third referees to keep their flags down, right? If you're not sure yes. about it, keep your flags down. Fair yes. Enough. He blew the whistle. Even if you post. are, doesn't matter. Like let the play end. Let the play end. That's the objective. Yeah. Go ahead. You know what the problem is. He blew the whistle before, and this is where the match fixing bit comes in. Because when he blew the whistle, he knew VAR couldn't intervene because it was yeah. outside the box. Yes, that's where it ruled out the whole thing. So his decision yeah. wouldn't even be questioned. And yeah, because it's not a goal or a, or anything like that. So you can't have yeah. a VAR come into play at all. If it's not a goal, it's not in the penalty. What do you say? Box? It doesn't. It doesn't go to. No, but if a shot inside the penalty box would have made a difference. I don't think so. No, no, it whatever. If it was it inside have... the penalty box, then no, like the, I'm not it. talking about the foul. I'm talking about the shot. Like if the shot is inside the penalty box, would have would that have made a difference? I'm sorry, I don't understand. If he had taken the ball away from the in the penalty box, no, I'm asking like even if Bellingham took the ball from out inside the uh, from outside the penalty box, I'm not talking about the foul. I'm talking about the shot. If Bellingham instead of from outside the penalty box, he had shot from inside the penalty box, do you think that would have made a difference? No, no, no. If it's a shorted goal, then it gets checked. So that's fine. So the problem was mm. that he blew the whistle mm. before the even the goal. He was clear. Yeah, exactly. Goal. Right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So this yeah, is where yeah. the match fixing comes in terms. Like, why did he do that? He just there was no need out. to do it. Yes, yes. That's stupid. Like, either it's extremely stupid, or there is something else going on. 
Yeah, it's extremely stupid boast probably. I mean, you can't just... Yeah, like I'm not expecting match fixing shit to go. Especially with City's track record for the past couple of years and the butting of heads with UEFA. I'm pretty sure that's not the case. (laughs) They've they've been on the opposite end of this a lot more than on the right side. I had this comment somewhere from Twitter also. Like, uh, years it has happened. It's been happening to us. No one speaks about it. But when we do it... Yeah, City fans have a very good... They're they're really good at being victims. You've seen that before. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have to get into it. Yeah, still. I don't think that was the right decision and this is where mm. the VR loophole comes in between like to be fair you can't have VR decision for every on-field you would, it is decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to let the referee go and as just yeah. was outside the box the VR code to be yeah, so but the the, 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 but the ref is not like the ref knows the rules. That's the weird part about it. It's not even a yeah, loophole. The ref is the loophole. The VAR has yeah. done nothing wrong here. Like let exactly. just wait a second before the whistle fucking blows, man. Let it go. Like you've been doing that. That's the rule. That's how you're supposed to do it. Like it's I don't see yeah. any reason for doing that. Okay. Exactly. Uh, before the, before I get too VR. pissed about it, let's move on to the next one. Let's move on to the most uh, the weirdest Chelsea of the four games, the Chelsea Porto one. Like well, the XG and everything indicate that Porto did a lot better Porto than what we would like suggest. Yeah. And uh, I think, you know, that's what has been happening with Chelsea though. It's not about expected goals, you know. They just keep the ball long. I long. don't think any Chelsea fan would care. Like, they'll be like, yeah, 2-0 yeah. scoreline. Who it's cares? Like, goals, I, I don't. The way goals. We don't care. It's not the most surprising scoreline anyway. Like, yeah, Chelsea were yeah. going to be... Especially they have, the, the they have better players. Let's just face facts. They spent 200 million in the offseason. That's what they spent it for. To have the edge even though their philosophy or their attacking or whatever they're doing might not click 100%. They need, those guys are... That's basically how Manchester United play. They're based on moments. They're based on moments of brilliance. Like They have the players to provide that. And that's what they did. Mason Mount is an excellent player. He provided the moment. So yesterday's problem was Kai Havertz had a really awful game yesterday. He didn't create a chance on the pitch. I liked yeah. I liked him too much in what you say, Bayer and I used to watch Europa League. He, there, there was something that there was very uh, yeah. like he was like he a, just had uh, that spark, you know, heliocentric centricity. That's another basketball term. Like I can explain it to you if you want, if you want to know about it. But yeah, like go on, I'm not go on, sure. go on, go on. Uh, a heliocentric player is basically when the whole. Everything on the that your team does on the basketball court revolves around one player. Okay, so like oh, yeah. Giannis Antetokounmpo or uh, Luka Doncic. I don't know if you've heard of these guys. Mm-hmm. They're basically the, the best players. Yeah, Luka Doncic is a brilliant example of that. So what Luka's biggest thing is that Luka is six foot eight. Okay, but he's basically plays like a point guard. Like everything that he uh, that goes on in the team's offense goes through Luka Doncic. Like he's going to pass the ball. He's going to hold the ball. He's going to attack however he wants. And his passing is not like he'll just like throw it off or like he'll he'll go in, he'll do a couple of dribbles and suddenly he'll flip it somewhere which the defense is not expecting. He'll do his own shit and he'll do it so at his own pace that the whole game runs around him. Like not even his own team. Even the opposition has to play according to him because he controls the pace. That's what heliocentrism is. That you control the game. Like you are not just a player in the game. It's not possible in football that to that extent, but I mean the closest example to that would be he was the Messi of Leverkusen. Yes, uh, yes, like it's it's not too far from it because I think Messi yeah. uh, Messi was uh, there were other players who could produce when Messi wasn't there, but Bayern Leverkusen and that team like Bruno Fernandez is the perfect example because quite yeah. a lot of things that run are running because of Bruno and that's what heliocentrism is as a concept. 
it doesn't apply that well to football but yeah it, you can still make comparisons yeah so, i guess okay. due to the amount of players on the i, I hope it was useful for you to know about this but yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well. it was actually quite interesting yeah like i also understand why it doesn't work in football so yeah, i yeah. think that's the it for chelsea was porto the best youngster in the world scored a goal yesterday makes a note I'm just fan. I am a, a fan. Like I, I, I am very. Uh, like, I, I, I don't even care about regret. the scoring. Like the, the, the yeah. things that he brings to a football pitch. A lot of players don't. He's all about grit, and he's all about hard work, and he's all about doing. He's always team first. That, like that kind of ability and those kinds of things. You always like from a, especially like fans who watch him. Like Chelsea fans, I believe should love Mason Mount because he's, he's literally Chelsea boy. You know. Yeah, like that love literally embedded in his heart. Yes, and he and he puts everything in his heart on the ground. Like everything is on yeah. the pitch. He'll give you everything he has. And how can you not love a guy like that? He he's as much as a fan as any other fan of Chelsea. You know the way he plays. He yeah. that. I I, he I, I, I have no interest in the fandom honestly. Like because for me, like the last guy I saw who played like that was Under Herrera. He was not a fan mm-hmm. of the club. He loved the club. No, don't. I'm not doubting that at all. And he loved the club a lot. But what he does on the pitch is what matters to be the most. Like the additional, the fans of the club and stuff like that—that's an additional pers- addition to his uh, overall stature at the club. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he always gave himself to the club and he sacrificed, like he'll take cards for it, like he'll put go into tackles with without regards to himself. He'll go in because he loves the club and he loves playing for the club, and that's what's important. Like sacrificing everything in your body to to. For the for the club and for to improve your club, so that's what's most important from a guy like that. Like that's that's what I look for, for players that I want to love and the players that I will embrace regardless of whatever happens. Yeah, so I think that's for the Champions League game week. Yeah, we let's let's get to the the thing that we are supposed to talk about and are into the podcast. Like we're great yeah, at this, so aren't we? <laughs> don't call us frauds, okay? We are just covering each, as much football as we can for your entertainment, also. Like I, I'm, I'm hoping the people still here are still enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it they, they, they are engaging. Ball, like uh, physicists listen and uh, Klopp TV talk also asked about. Do you think Liverpool? Honestly, man, I don't think Liverpool are going to turn it around. Look forward to next yeah, season sorry. and hope that Salah so is sold so that you can reinvest in your squad. Unlucky <laughs> for them, they can't play a team like Arsenal every week. Yeah, know? and I wrote about Salah. If you want to check it out, Klopp TV, like uh, Klopp Talk TV, like uh, I I I wrote about Salah and his transfer to wherever he goes. If you're interested, check it out on the uh, at the Footy Report. It just came out today. So uh, let's move on to let's the move on. To, let's get back to the Chelsea West Brom game that you had referred to. Uh, that was. Uh, <laughs> I I I should have watched it, man. Like I watched the last ten minutes. I thought I'll put it on in the background from the Sheffield game, like the game after that, because it's like two o'clock for me or twelve o'clock or something for me here for the first game. So I thought I'll watch the next one, and uh, it was a poor decision in hindsight. <laughs> to be <laughs> fair, this... it was a great game to watch as a neutral fan. You know, it was. Ah, I would have loved to watch. to watch the whole thing, man. It was. Good. It must have been crazy. Go ahead. Like you no. have to talk mostly here. Like I, I didn't watch it. Oh I could. I don't know how can I can help you. That was one of one off performance by Thiago Silva. Let's just start off by that. Both of his tackles unnecessary. The second one, at least, at least he missed the tackle and he still drove mm. into the player. He was clumsy mm-hmm. there and he had to mm. be sent off. There was nothing wrong like that. Mm-hmm. But that's why Chelsea yeah, lost yeah. the game. 
that's why chelsea lost the game i didn't think they were going to lose 5 yeah, to like, uh, i think uh, i so have a very personal uh, I, i they lost the game and all that is fine like i think the problem with these something like when something like that happens right is people derive too many uh, result, too many observations and conclusions from this game which is incorrect in my opinion because united spurs happened right the 6-1 when martial was sent off after half an hour basically a co- copy of this game except tottenham are an, were an excellent side at the point at that point in time yeah so from my perspective and from how i saw it was uh, 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 do, do you want to say something like do you want to continue on this or no 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 no, no you go on go on my bad so uh, so what i thought of it i i didn't watch after 30 minutes i shut it off after martial was sent off like i was like i'm done i shut it off mm-hmm. and i read about it a bit but then what i realized is and then especially in hindsight i realized this you can't dri- derive too many conclusions from something like this like sometimes teams just break down there's a lot of games that these guys have to play chelsea had to play porto and something like this just destabilizes you so much it's uh, i can't really blame chelsea for getting beaten the shit out of like even if it's west brom like sometimes it just happens it's a blip like yeah they lost it's a fact the statistics will take care of the will take care of the part that to that this chelsea team lost but you cannot derive conclusions about the fact that if jorginho is any good or like the only thing that you was answered is kante is, is excellent that's all i think that's the only question that answered this game answer for me go ahead you sir. know what the thing is you know what the thing is it's not even chelsea's performance that mm. was actually poor poor the thing yeah, is yeah, yeah. when you're playing against a big team and you're a small side compared to mm. the table When yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you plan to give it your all, you know, West Brom, West Brom mm-hmm. came into the game, came mm. into the game, and they wanted to give it all. Yes. Getting the red card just boosted their confidence even much more that they produced five mm-hmm. goals. That team, that eight goals were just which they have scored against Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lost to twenty four, thirty two percent, if I'm not wrong, of their total goals of the season. <laughs> It's just a few games where they're just going on with confidence and like we can win this, and they can do it, and they exactly did that. So fair play to them. Would you say Pereira yeah. and would you say Robinson look like prime Barcelona Xavi Iniesta when we were the playing? Oh my God, the performance that Pereira put up against Chelsea, mm-hmm. even the Sam Johnston assist, the goalkeeper assist, and the chip over Mendy. Oh my God, it just shows how much of a Brazilian player he is and how much <laughs> of a promising future he has. You know, yeah, like yeah, Brazilians yeah. have he's, that he's style of play. Season. Like the team around him has not worked. Like I think that's what their issue has yeah, been. They have this West Brom team just doesn't click. Brazilians have a distinct swaz. Do you know mm. what I'm saying? You can. You think they're going to avoid relegation, though? I mean, I'm not sure. This was a good performance. For I Chelsea still don't think they are. I, I, I still, think I think they might. Doing. I still think they're. I think Fulham might, but not sure about West Brom. Fulham are have looked much better, but Fulham is also weird. Like they've got, they suddenly they drop some games. They should get a result, but they don't. Like the Vi Brighton issue. Like they're not as good, like statistically as Brighton are. But Ooh, uh, yeah. we'll talk a bit about Brighton later. But yeah, like, Brighton are unlucky. But yeah, fair enough. Moving un- on, to un- the unlucky next also, and they they've got some execution issues. Like they mm-hmm. some things they don't execute well enough. Like this, yeah. there are like I think it's a player problem. It's not a management problem. That's much that much yeah, we can see. I think Graham Potter's tactics are pretty well. He's, he's an excellent like, manager, you know, no doubt about it. Okay, let's move on to the next one. Let's uh, Arsenal Liverpool. We covered Arsenal were completely abject. They were so bad. Right. They were not. I just have to say something. Moment. Go as ahead, man. Like, this is disappointing. Your... As a fan, it's really disappointing to see even the even the team players of Fulham can put up a better performance than a top six club. You know how embarrassing and abysmal is that to see Arsenal play like that? Mm-hmm. My God, they got everything wrong in the match. 
they went into a match where liverpool were out of form you know they're not they're yes. not in the side they were they're not the champions yes. you go into the game you press them high up you know how bad their defense is you know how many errors they're making at the back hmm. it's not you're sitting back and letting liverpool's attack who is still hmm. present you know they don't have injuries in their attack they have diogo hmm. on form hmm. he didn't even play the first half i mean that's hmm. otherwise we would have been smashed by five goals if i'm not wrong <laughs> my god the tactics they put up the first half was very liverpool. average like from both sides like both sides weren't able no. to create liverpool were actually playing well they just couldn't finish their dinner because they had roberto film they they, they they couldn't get in like they were at yeah. the entrance like they just couldn't get yeah. in and and jota was that spark that just like they just broke the deadlock uh, the lock and they just burst in like like it was like john wick esque like jota was there john yeah. wick he just burst everything and everything went to chaos and arsenal completely surrendered and another yeah. i have another couple of questions to ask you about this was this arsenal's worst performance under mikel arteta like keep the shot like it's a rapid fire i have a couple, another question coming just answer me my quickly my god i'm pretty sure it's not he's had much worse performances but it's definitely up there okay he good. got the tactics all wrong yes, yes. next question and another thing is that front three i think that front three was the biggest problem with that with the t- team that was put out do you agree or do you disagree no it's not even the front three when your tactics are to sit back and let them counter with three players who don't know how to counter Arsenal don't play counter attack proper well. They have only one counter goal, so it's not going to work either ways. I still think it's the tactics over the players there. I, I'm very happy I asked the second question because I did not know any of the things that you just said. That that's good information for me. So, okay, let's let's move on to the next one. I don't think you want to continue with your yeah uh, destruction of our. I, mean, yeah, yeah. I just hope yeah. we won. We win tonight against Slavia Prague, especially for the yeah, racist yeah. comment that player made. I ah, think fuck that guy, man! Today. Fuck that guy! Yeah. Everyone was Arsenal tonight, so I hope yeah. they don't disappoint everyone. So yeah, yeah, I, 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 I don't personally care about the result. I believe somebody like Gareth Bale who elbowed him in the fucking mm-hmm. face last time. I think somebody should do that again, and yeah. uh, because you can't get away with more than that on a football pitch. So, and uh, okay, let's move on to the next one. Let's move on to uh, uh, God, Man this City, Man City Leicester team. City. I uh, I was so disappointed with this game. Leicester was so poor. Jamie Vardy was completely nothing. Like there was nothing there. He just wasn't I in the game. Was and, and it doesn't surprise me honestly. He's too. He's old man. Like like he's human. Like let's let's. I I can forgive him that. But that's just what happened. Like Jamie Vardy was not in the game. Go ahead, man. Plus they're playing against the best team in the world currently. So I don't blame them for their performance. You know, at least the Ruben Diaz is the biggest yeah. surprise of the season, isn't he? And. I think even Ian Achu had a good game. I mean, Ruben Diaz still had him in his pocket. But well, he, he had a better game than Vardy. That much I can give. But yeah. like, did he have a good, good game? Like, he didn't. They didn't create they anything. They lost man. 2-0. Yeah, but he was still showing some effort and everything. Like, you you could see that was a. Yeah, but that's the problem with Vardy, right? Like, if he, if he doesn't have that space to get in behind and he doesn't do those things, because when he executes on those things and he had a couple of opportunities to do that in this game as well, he had a couple of chances where he was able to get past. But for one reason or another, it didn't create anything. But yeah, like that's just what Vardy is, and that, I think that's what Leicester have to do. They have to figure out a way to, like, another way to be able to play, which either Vardy is not your fulcrum, or like they have to edge off him a bit. Like you can't expect him to produce whatever he's producing all that all this time. I certainly and... think it's time for Madison to start games. You know, I don't like him seeing on the bench. It's yeah, but that's because of his stuff. injury issues. Like he's just recovering from injuries, isn't he? 
No, he's been on the bench for quite a while. He comes on after in the second half and is too yeah, late I, for I that. I think I think that's because he's got some. I he's got had an injury prone season, and uh, mm. I think they're getting him back in. I think Brendan Rodgers, in that sense, like he's not going to just he's not desperate as a manager, which is really what that's I love true. about him. And he's learned from his mistakes. He's a very smart man. Like you have to give him credit. Like this performance, I don't blame rest of city. Like it wasn't like they would they've been poor all season because they they've always been punching above their weight. And this Man City side, I think Pep quite a lot of the ideas behind this side, right? He learned from what Leicester had done to him the past couple of years. And this side that they currently are, right? They a lot of it is to mitigate Jamie Vardy. So Pep has to credit a lot of his uh, like. a lot of preps uh, learning in this regard and in making this side that which is it is now with this defensive masterpiece of a side a lot of the they credit for that goes to jamie vardy you know? they hmm? had more injuries than liverpool but i still don't see them complain and brendan rodgers as a manager yeah. has put up the yeah leicester have had a lot of injuries but like leicester there are different teams which play in very different ways like liverpool hmm. have always had a small and everything and uh, well oh I can't argue with the fact that Leicester, because all their important players have been injured. But Leicester mm. are a much more uh, like Leicester are much more used to losing players because they mm. or because of the transfer situation and everything, right? I think they they've adapted. They're more adaptable in that sense, right? To the so, system and everything rather than players. Yes, they're their system is more adaptable. Like yeah, you can plug plug and play a lot more, and that's a that's mm. a very impressive part about their team. That is why they're they still third. Good, they have a new good player every month. You know, Wesley Fofana. Justin, everyone—they're just shining players, all right, left, right. Yeah, and it looks like they make like they'll get Belgium's whole national team in a few years. Like everybody will be from Leicester. Everybody will have gone through Leicester at one point or the other. So, okay, let's uh, move on to the next game. United Brighton. It was oh, fine. I watched this. It was fine. To be fair, I okay. think even Mason Greenwood has been playing well this season. It's just that he's missing the goal quality, which yes, he had yes, last yes, season. Yes, yes, yes. You're right. You're right. You're right. I heard he's this somewhere else. He's not actually playing also. bad. Yeah, I said he hasn't been poor. Like, and another thing is that he's not a right winger. Like, long term, you cannot expect him to be that. And yeah, Mason I think Greenwood knows it. Much better in the strike position. For his like right now, not really. Right now, he's not that good. Like right now, he's not a striker. Striker because. He's still eight, nineteen years old. That's that's yeah. just a fact. So he's he's not a functioning first team player. You need somebody to play in that position. That is why. But he was excellent in this game. So yeah. he's going to have up and ups and downs, and that's fair for him because if he learns from those ups and downs, he's going to come out a better player. You can't exactly expect a nineteen-year-old to put up a performance week in a week out, you know. Yeah, you not everyone is Bukayo Saka, so you can't expect them even to Bukayo do that. Even Bukayo Saka isn't putting up performances week in week out, even for. Yeah, but like Bukayo Saka has been the most consistent player for Arsenal this season. Like, if you yeah, he's uh, just a shining light, you know. He's just he, he has been excellent. Like, he's been excellent. Like Mason Greenwood last year was basically what Bukayo Saka has been this year. Yeah, I mean, I just think that Bukayo Saka doesn't even need to be involved in the goals and assists to have an impact in the game. That's the mm. best part, you know. It's the yeah. creativity and the vision that he has. But yeah, mm. moving on. I think Man United deserved to win the game, and they yeah, the the Maguire game. penalty was a bit controversial. I honestly didn't think it was a penalty, but uh, quite a lot of people think, do. Like at the Football Weekly Guardian podcast, they was they were all quite convinced that it was, and they watched football for much longer than I have. They may be right, mm. but I didn't agree with them. 
Yeah. I've seen Man United get away with penalties like this, especially with what you say, Harry Maguire. He was pulling my Aspilicueta also, and that was penalty. Yeah, it has happened a few like, times. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but like those are like very subjective decisions. People yeah. talk about it with such objectivity. Like it's it's not as objective as people think it is. Like he's a That's big true. guy. Like he's always been a big guy. Like so that will have its disadvantages as well. It has its advantages and it has its disadvantages. So yeah, like that's just how you have I, to look at him. I still think Man United deserved to win the game versus Brighton, so I don't think it should have made such an impact. Yeah, like they, they, but they didn't create a lot. Like they were first half, they were poor. They were genuinely yeah, first poor. First half, like I think Brighton were dominating them. Brighton were so seen... good. Like they should have scored yeah. more. Like they had to finish more. And that was their problem in the last, the reverse fixture as well. So, like that's just Brighton. Like that's just how they function now. They'll survive relegation hopefully this season and. Yeah. Next season, let's see how they go about it. They're one of the teams that are too good to get relegated, if you know what I mean. You know? Yeah, like, like the, the, like the argument well we had last year about uh, Norwich, but Norwich were statistically yeah. very much deserving of going down. And mm. um, they did go down and I they've been really extended the championship this season. They'll be back. They're going to come back. They're, they'll be back oh, next yeah. season. Emi Burundia has been an amazing player for them, you know? He, he was amazing in the Premier League also. Let's just be honest about it. He's been excellent. Yeah, Todd Cantwell, Emi Buendia, they are yeah. great, great players. And uh, okay, let's move on to the next one. Kind of yeah. Let's talk Tottenham about Mourinho again. Oh, God, what what am I supposed to say? You know, to uh, be fair, he said something which I can't. Give me a second. Give me a second. I have I have one statement and then you can continue. <laughs> Same statement, different podcast. Go ahead. <laughs> oh yeah, see. That's what I was saying. That's the exact thing I was about to say. You know, to be fair, I can take a lot away from Mourinho, his tactics. But he just said, it's the same coach and different players and you can't blame him there, you know. And then I saw it's a meme on it and then there was this Pochettino celebrating that semi-final. Same players, different yeah. coach. And I was like, yeah. this, this is there. Because especially I love Pochettino. He's, he's my favorite manager right now in the world. Like him and Klopp. So, uh, I, I really enjoyed that. <laughs> And he's like, ah, like I, I have nothing to say about the actual thing, man. Like it's it's, it's ridiculous. Kane is excellent. Every day, and, no, uh, every day I see uh, Tottenham play. I just keep on having my thought increase. How Kane is too good for Tottenham side. He's the carrying stone for them, you know. Yeah, he's he their uh, he's their uh, heliocentric. Like let's start yeah. using this term all uh, a lot more. Like we'll make it our term for football. Like he's their heliocentric system. Yeah, but yeah, you know, I have this thought. I have this really hmm. weird speculation. Just like Hazard in his last season with Chelsea was absolutely hmm. phenomenal and was yeah. a heliocentric system for them. I think yeah, he's yeah, yeah. doing this too to get get an eye attention from Real Madrid or Man City. He's so timing he it poorly, man. They can't afford him. <laughs> huh? He's timing I it poorly. They can't afford him. That's the point. I think I read somewhere that Spurs won't let him go for below 200 million. And that's absolutely ridiculous. But then again, Mbappe was sold for 200 million. Neymar was sold well, for Erling Haaland million. has 150 million next to his name, slapped next to his name. The, the numbers are being quoted. That's just the transfer fee. That's just the transfer fee. They have to pay 20 million to Riola, 20 million to his father, 30 million to him. That's why his transfer gets ruined. That's where Riola like I, I don't there. know. Like let's like honestly, with a lot of these transfer and the amount of money that is being quoted, I'm like. Yeah, the moment you do it, you let me know. I don't want to consider... Like, there, there is too much speculation and it's all ridiculous. Like, I don't care for it anymore. So, okay, let's move on to the next one. Uh, we have to talk about I watched, the game, dude. <laughs> what was there to about talk the about? Like, Newcastle were... Newcastle were Newcastle. They did pretty well. 
they were attacking Joel they went in Bruce does that a couple of times he yeah. Joel Linton's Joel goal was pretty scored. reasonable like he played Joel, well Joel Arsenal's player scored against Tottenham on loan. That was such <laughs> yeah, a Joe will like the last time. minute goal and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm like, I'm a bit short on battery also, man. That's why I want to finish this quickly. Oh, short, so, short, short, short. Yeah. So, like, I apologize to the viewers. And uh, so, no, another thing that I want... half hour of podcast. It's fine, it's fine. We can move on. <laughs> okay, fine. so let's move on to the next one. Uh, did you watch Southampton Burnley? I did not. I missed that. I watched, I watched the first half by, by luck and it was... Excellent football. Danny Ings was so, 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 so good. Like, the, did you watch the first goal? Did you watch Stuart Armstrong's goal? No, I did not watch the like, game. There was a, the do you know what Danny Ings did? Like, there was a, like the, he was receiving the ball at the edge of the penalty box, okay? Uh, and there mm-hmm. was like three defenders around him. There was one on his back. There was another one behind that defender. And there was one other one here. So, like, he's receiving the ball from here. He touched it. Like, it's a very small kind of flick kind of thing, okay? And... The ball rolled in such a way that it only lined up for Armstrong. Like the defenders, it went through them so perfectly. Lining up for Armstrong for that goal, you have to watch it. It was excellent. And Danny Ings' goal himself, the one he scored. Another excellent goal. Southampton were... I've always rated Danny Ings very highly. He is so good. He was so good in this game. Like He was magic. He was amazing to watch. And uh, I saw this meme where like they had a list of Man City scouted players for like the striker. So they had Haaland, Harry Kane, and Mbappe. And then they had Danny's on that list. And they were just showing him to be It's not a terrible like, idea now. I, I I thought it he's was stupid not, when you first suggested it to me. Yeah, that's not it's no, not. So you have to see him how he's playing. You know, he's actually a strong candidate. Injuries is his own issue, be, only issue, I believe. Yes. Yeah, he'll even be like half the price of Kane. And he hmm. might just get the job done, you know, as a finisher. And he he'll work with those players because he's, he's got the link-up play and everything. He's got everything with him. Yeah. It's just, he needs that exactly. run of games. You need to play him. You need to play him consistently. Like the problem with Gabriel Jesus is also that you have to play Gabriel Jesus every game. Otherwise, he will not get into, it, get into a rhythm. That's what helps guys yeah, like Aguero and Lewandowski. An out and out finisher, you know. Yeah, okay. But Jesus not... is not that great. Like, let's. Uh, that's fine. I, I agree with that. Talking but... about finishing. Talking about finishing. Like, yeah. overall, also, he might not be as good as the uh, as Aguero. He's not as good as Aguero. Yeah. He's never been as good as Aguero. But mm. from a perspective, like, you have to the, give these guys a consistent run of game. That's how strikers function. You have to play them. They will not, like, Donny van der Beek has the same problem. If you play him consistently for 4-5 games, that's how he gets into a rhythm and he'll be yeah. able to link well. Like, that's how it has to be done. You just can't throw a player in there for two games and expect him to suddenly start producing. Like, a lot of players suffer that's from one. this. That's one thing that Man United... Yeah, that was an excellent Donny game. Burnley was also very game, very good game to watch. Like, that was, that, in my opinion, that was the best game of the weekend. And... Uh, Let's move on to the rest Aston of the fixtures Villa that we have. Versus Fulham. We have three games left. So, Aston Villa versus Fulham. So, talking about yeah. this... Fulham this gave this game away. Without, yeah. They performed pretty well without Jack Grealish. That's a surprise. Trezeguet He's Fulham injured again. Game. Oh my god. Is he yeah. going to make, to the, make the Euros? I'm questioning it now. I'm not sure, you know. Forget even being selected for the main squad. He's not even going to make it at this point. Yeah, he's not going to be available for it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Trezeg, he came on from the bench and he performed really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that he, a, he scored after a long time, didn't he? He scored twice after a long time, if I'm not Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I think Fulham gave the game away, but yeah. Yeah, they, they, they like, what's the point on. of playing well for 80 minutes if you lose 3-1 at the end? Like, what are you yeah. doing? Like, the, you have to figure exactly. those things out. And that's what Fulham's so, problem has been. Like, that's what they've been doing a lot of this season. Next game, Leeds versus... 
Yeah, Sheffield. 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 So Sheffield. this was kind of a. Yeah, I watched Sheffield. a bit of this. It was it was not yeah. fun. Like it was in the background. I was doing something else, and I put it on in the background, and I barely turned my head towards the TV. Not a lot was going. You know that was Leeds actually goals were quite going. disappointing. Yeah, it was actually quite disappointing as Leeds actually kind of switched off the way they played. They were a bit cagier than usual. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They yes. They played yes. really well in the first thirty minutes. They were creating chances mm-hmm. left, right. They got the two-run lead and whatever. And like yeah, they they won the game, but it wasn't actually convincing. Like, yeah, it's it it's kind of typical to be honest. Like for a Bielsa side, because they get so exhausted after a point that they can't put in that energy consistently for the ninety minutes that they've been putting in the first start of the season. So you're, it's not very surprising. It just that just some things just peter out that way. And Leeds have already done what they needed to do for the season, right? Yeah, they got so, the results. So it's all right. They I got their results. Well. They can do what they, 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 these games basically mean nothing to them. It's just. Like uh, from a uh, objective uh, perspective, there yeah. are no objectives for from them to fulfill. They just have to play yeah, these I games think. now. They'll obviously yeah. want to play for the chance in the league team and next season and building up fitness and all those things. That's fine, but yeah, currently they're they're just doing this. I think like we'll end off with a bang with West Ham, West Ham and Wolves. This was an interesting game. I watched. This, this. was another great game. Yeah, the the yeah. goals in this were elite. Lingard's goal, Bowen's goal, all the goals in this game are excellent. You know, I've started noticing th- something about West Ham. They mm. get off to a great start in the first thirty minutes, but mm. after that, the performance dip is actually unreal. The first thirty mm. minutes, they were unstoppable, but they mm. let Wolves get back into the game. But they were another the weird thing is that they weren't like. attacking like there was a lot of inspiration like there was it wasn't it wasn't like they created attacks and they built a, like the first goal was all lingard the third goal was all lingard like like the berbatov flick that lingard did that oh was God. excellent like that was directly copy for copy what berbatov had done and when i saw berbatov do i lost my manchester united next season no or do you think he's going they're going to sell him they should sell him it's it's it just like he's stuck He can't break. He he's not better than Bruno. Let's be honest. Like le- he's not true. going yeah. to be able to play there. If he if he can play, learn how to play on the right wing, I'm more than happy for Lingard to play in this team. That the United actually team, might be a good shout, you know. If you think it might it. be, but it's not worked before. I'm not expecting it to work again. Maybe it does. I don't. I'm I'm not going to pretend I'm an expert on this. Like I watch a ma- lot of Manchester United, but I'm not part of the club or anything. How am I supposed to know what goes on inside and what the thinking of the club is behind the scenes? Uh, we are critics. We are not. Think- Decision makers. He here. could be, you know, what do you say, a Dimitri Payet effect for West Ham if he just signs them permanently. He'll be happier there. Also. Maybe, yeah, be yeah. He, he should like if he has to until unless he can actually start for Manchester United. I don't see any logic yeah. for him staying back. Like, may he's as well go. He's too good to be a bench player. He, he's too he's, good. Yeah, to be a bench he's player. and he's not a. He he's another person who needs a runs of games, man. Like some players, they need rhythm. They need momentum. That's the that's what they thrive on. That's what boosts their them. That's what gives them confidence, and that's what you have to do. So, that's and being playing for Manchester United, you realize sometimes there's a very different kind of pressure to it. I I don't know if Lukaku will ever admit to it, but there was a bit of that too. There was a lot of fit issues, like his fit mm-hmm. into the team, not his fitness. Like Lukaku's. His fitness was also there, I think. There not really. No, that problems. that is all. That speculation. That's not true. Lukaku is. No, I think Lukaku I read is, something about that. There were there were an in, there was an injury issue, but he wasn't unfit per se. That he was never unfit. 
like that accusation is incorrect lukaku has always statistically and with whatever training exercise and everything they've done lukaku has genuinely been excellent as a as a uh, athlete who's preparing he's never like those they, those are just suggestions and they mean very little i think there was an injury issue which intervalized injury issues the were there yes days. injury issues were there yes fixed, yeah i think they fixed that there the were a couple days. of injury issues up. yes and uh, I, he just didn't fit into the club and uh, uh, like mourinho yeah, was another important part enough. of that like i have i i have a lot of respect for romelu lukaku and he is excellent he is so good and he's he did everything right i i feel bad that he wasn't successful at manchester united but i believe whatever decision he made was the correct decision and he should stick by it and good luck to lukaku and hope he wins the euros this year yeah i mean you know he's performing better than ronaldo did for inter milan he has more goals he is he is he is the uh, he's the leader of the title like there is no other way to say it like he's their mm-hmm. linchpin he is the man and i love it that lukaku lukaku is the man okay so on that note we can end this and uh, any any last things that you would like to say ayush before we end the i'll just check for the broadcast. comments if there's a question that we can answer off you know at the end well yeah so, there, there were uh, most of the questions were regarding champion league i think quite a lot of people left out yeah so i think that died down I, i don't expect anyone Thanks to say that person. one and a half hour so yeah so on that note, i think today was a good session we covered a lot of topics in a short yeah, and time. we and uh, so go, go, uh, a lot of thanks to aditya for coming on and talking to us about barcelona and his mm. football story and uh, and how uh, it feels to be a fan and talking about the remontada the greatest moment in football history according oh. to me because that was Truly brilliant was. that uh, that was, it was i don't like, know it, it felt like it was scripted you know like it was meant yeah, to it, happen it, as it a story. felt like the most exciting thing that you ever seen and like there was Just a like belief how... in everyone like even a, from from a like you could see the belief across the tv and i have never seen that like i believed that barcelona are going to come back with 90 minutes gone and they would they needed two yeah. goals and oh, it felt like was... it was written in the stars it felt like a movie taking place in front of you i had a, so i had to give my gre exam the next morning and i watched sat and watched that the night before and uh it was uh, and i had no regrets about it because like i i would have been so depressed if i had missed that moment and i had missed that the neymar's best performance easily and one of the best individual performances in football history so at that on that note we'll take your leave and uh, it's been a long podcast 1 hour 25 minutes uh, thanks to aditya thanks to ayush thank you to me thank you uh, yes. <laughs> and uh, we will 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 yeah we are both hosts of the podcast so yeah let's not have, let's not there be any questions about that like i might control the conversation but we are both hosts at the end of the day yeah it's like a commentator and co-commentator it's just like they're both there right even though one person has one person's objective and one person has another objective it's a team and we both okay. are a team okay. and on that note uh, it's it was a fun episode please like share and subscribe and uh, please follow us on instagram at the pl report follow us on uh, follow us on instagram as well my name my id my id is my name amshuman his is uh, I, I, same is pretty much it's pretty it's much the same, same. yeah you 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 you'll be able to find it through the pl report it's there on the bio yeah and it's there uh, the 40 report check us out there we both are writing we both had articles come out in the last two days mine came today also his came day before and also uh, we'll be uploading clips so 
if you yeah, we'll start it, uploading clips of, of one with the hour. podcast, and um, hopefully you guys enjoy them. I think it will be much easier to digest those. And my laptop battery is in crisis mode, so I will have to end this here. Thank you very much, and goodbye. We'll see you next Thursday. Bye bye. See you bye.